What an historic weekend that was in South Africa. Could it be more of the same this weekend? Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. as well of course with the under 20 summer series and the women's world cup preparations but of course we'll start out in south africa one of the most dramatic ever finishes to a wales game and that remarkable gareth anscombe kick from touch to bring a historic first away win against the springboks but there's a chance to do it again this weekend and go one better by winning the series just one change in the wales team with josh adams coming in for the injured alex cuthbert on the wing Captain Dan Bigger and prop Dylan Lewis did pass fitness tests to earn selection from Wales coach Wayne Pivak. Yeah, very pleased, obviously. Two key players for us and uh, the medical team, I've got to say, have done a, a fantastic job. Uh, they had a light early part of the week, but both trained today and came through that well. So very pleased with them. Did that tick any boxes now going ahead of Saturday? No, I think they took those today. Uh, we've just got a captain's run left uh, and they'll take part in that. So... Yeah, yeah, everything's uh, in place to Saturday. So, be able to name the same side as the first test, only one change from last week, having that settled 15, 23. How important does that mean, to be honest, all? Yeah, well, that's what we wanted to achieve. We wanted to start to get some combinations going and then reward uh, good performance. So, uh, we've been able to do that. The main thing for us now is making sure the boys have petrol in the tank ready to go for Saturday. So, it's, as I say, this week's been a little bit of an adjustment from last week. A few banged up boys, a bit sore in the early part, but obviously it's a big occasion on Saturday one, which the players are all looking forward to, and we'd like to think that uh, the effort will be there as it has been in the first two tests. That uh, energy wing, you've obviously had the same side for three weeks, the spring box have obviously reshuffled 14 changes and 10 personal changes this week. How important is, is that in terms of freshness? Oh, we'll, we'll see on Saturday, won't we? But clearly they've had a week to freshen up. Uh, our boys, as I say, have gone pretty much toe-to-toe with two different sides over the last two weeks and we'll be physically ready and now it's a big mental challenge for us to get up and go again after the excitement of the last few minutes of last week so clearly we celebrated that now it's a, a matter of getting back out there and going well there's one more big game and there's an opportunity for both sides to win a series so there's a lot to play for. And George North and Wells has moved Cats back on the weekend just to sum up on that milestone especially after he's come back from the series injury. Yeah, well, Stephen didn't want to select them this week for some reason. He, he It was a 2-1 vote rather than a 3-0 vote. But on a serious note, he's uh, he's a marvellous player for us. He's been a big player for years and years. And uh, to come back from the serious injury that he had, I'm just pleased that he's out there and, you know, he'll get to go in the, in the, on the big stage again for us. And uh, to play 105 tests in, in any jersey is is marvellous, uh, marvellous achievement. So he becomes the most capped back and uh, probably third of all time. Oh, look, uh, it would mean the world to the team. Um, they've worked very, very hard uh, to get themselves in this position. So we're very pleased to be coming into this week, you know, with something to play for, which in the past hasn't happened. So, like, I think um, for us, it's, as I said earlier, it's, it's getting it right mentally now. You know, it's been three big hard weeks for us. Really a massive test match, we know that. But certainly to be in the race is very pleasing. It's like in any sport, you know, Davis Cup of dead rubber. It's uh, The match still gets played, but it doesn't quite have the same significance. But this test series, first two tests, if they're anything to go by, uh, and then throwing a series decider in, uh, it just adds a, another bit of spice to it. So look, really, really happy for the guys that uh, we've got this opportunity. Now it's a matter of going out there and doing the, the game justice. You obviously think very consistent side of the three games, South Africa are 
kind of rested a lot of their players last week and kind of brought them back this week. What do you make of that dynamic? Perhaps you were a little bit banged up then, perhaps a bit fresher. Yeah, look, I think um, we both came into the series wanting to achieve the same thing, that's win a series. But I think we're at different parts of our season. And for us, it's around now getting some continuity. For South Africa, it's around... I guess looking at their squad uh, with what they've got coming up, we go into a break now. So uh, before starting the, the season run into the World Cup, so we're in slightly different ends of the spectrum, really. So I understand exactly what they did by doing that. Yeah, they've got a, a pretty fresh squad, obviously. So um, it'll be a test for both sides. We, we would like to think that we've got a bit of continuity. Um, and the boys have now played together as the third week of training together. So hopefully that's going to put us in good stead. You know, if you put the first two tests behind us now and just look at this as a one-off game and, and the winner takes all, really, uh, a series win. So, look, I think there'd be pressure on the home team. There's no doubt about that because going in, they were red-hot favourites, weren't they? And to be taken to the last game, I think that adds a little bit of spice, a little bit of, a bit of pressure. But certainly they're a quality team and you look at the team sheet, it's close to the team that we played in the first test and, you know, that was a, a humdinger and both squads have been together a bit longer now. So, look, it's going to be... A fair old challenge for us, but we know that, but uh, one which, you know, I think uh, all the soreness and, and the tiredness of the tour goes out the window when you get that adrenaline and, and kickoff comes. So a chance to ask Captain Dan Bigger, just how is he? Yeah, I'm all right. Managed to get through training, uh, which is sort of the last little little hurdle. So um, been managed quite carefully all week. The medics have been brilliant and, and uh, yeah, feel pretty good, confident in, uh, in taking the field Saturday. What have you done exactly this? Uh, not a huge amount, to be honest. It's been uh, a lot of a lot of time spent in the physio room, a lot of time just recovering, and I, I think mentally just taking a couple of days to switch off from obviously a tough game and, and enjoy a little bit of relaxing and recovering mentally and physically, really. But not a, not a huge amount of training. Um, I think there's been a few few dinged up bodies around the place, and just about getting ourselves right for Saturday now. You feel the worst on Saturday night? <laughs> yes and no. I, I I didn't feel like it was ever. I suppose like a dislocate or anything like that. I, I knew that it was just a pretty heavy contact. So um, it was just whether that would settle down in time and fingers crossed, it, it looks like it's uh, it's pretty good. It's a great opportunity on Saturday for us to win a series year, which I think if um, if we said that, this, you know, four or five weeks ago before we flew, um, you'd probably have been laughed out of town in terms of if I was to be saying that sat in front of you. So definitely not one to miss and really looking forward to it. As a, as a group, we put a huge amount into this tour in terms of, the amount of training we've done, the amount of sacrifices we've made, and we've worked our absolute socks off. So it'd be brilliant to get a, a full reward at the at the end of Saturday. And you know, not many put you in this position. You, you've got a chance of beating South Africa in Springboks. in South Africa. Yeah, well, that's that's sounds. Yeah, you know, it's that's, that's the exciting challenge, and we're really looking forward to it. We've got, we know that this is our last last week of the season, so we can go out and give. Absolutely everything. Leave it all out there and enjoy a really good break with some really positive memories uh, of this trip. A couple of days at the start of the week, just recovering and um, and just switching off a little bit as well. Because traditionally, we've always done that when we come away on tour. We've always had a couple of days where we just the players have got a bit of a chance to not let the hair down, but certainly relax and go out for dinner and take away a little bit of the stress of the early part of the week, which has been for all season. What it does give you then when you get back into training, it means you've only got to raise yourself for one more week, really, and you can you can really give everything to it. So we're hoping that a couple of days at the start of the week have freshened us up, ready to go for piling everything into Saturday. You expecting more to see in the spring ball? Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a great occasion. I think, obviously, they've picked more of the team that played in Pretoria. So 
they'll have had a bit of match fitness under their belts and, and match sharpness at Pretoria. So you'd imagine that it's going to be very much the same. Yeah, it's almost more, more of a credit to South Africa and, and how well drilled and coached and how well they do the basics is that, you know, our defensive review every time you play South Africa or is very similar. You know exactly what's coming, but it's just whether you're good enough or powerful enough to stop it on the day. And just want to say as well, I think that rightly should say to is it Bongi and Iban, 50th and 100th cap is, you know, a special mark for them as well. So be hopefully we can make it not that enjoyable for them on Saturday. And um, But yeah, congratulations to those two on special achievements. Another achievement, George, is going to be the most cap back in history. I think George is, he sort of reinvented himself a little bit, hasn't he? Moving inside to centre. And I think he's, the break has probably done him done him good as well. He's been able to sort of look after his body a little bit and he's coming back quite fresh into this environment. So huge achievement of someone so young as well, really. I think he's only just turned 30. So special achievement by him. And I was going to say, it was a race between me and him, but I think he's got more in the legs than me. That's for sure. I don't, I, I don't fancy chasing too many more. So um, yeah, really special achievement. And does, does it, again, just deserves all the credit he gets. And hopefully he can just be as solid as he's been in the, in the last sort of few outings in that 13 shirt and he'll be in a good spot for Saturday. And then last year the Lions were in similar position on all going to the final case and you were here kept on saying the same thing. Any lessons from, from that occasion? It was also very tight, I think, those nights. Yeah. Not overly. I think it's just, we've tried to just like, just try and pile everything into this week now and give everything. We, it was similar last year, like you said, last week of the season, but it comes down, to, it's going to probably going to come down to small margins again on Saturday. So, uh, for us, it's just about being as as disciplined, putting in an 80-minute performance. So we've been really good in the first couple of tests. We haven't given the Springboks too many cheap points or cheap entries, and we're hoping that if we're as clinical as we have been the last couple of weeks, then we're going to be right in with a shout. We feel like we've been fairly comfortable in terms of what they're throwing at us, but ultimately when they turn the power on and, and you, you spend a lot of time in your own half against this team, you're going to get punished. So it's about making sure that we keep the ball on the park as, as often as we can. We nullify the, their lineup game, which obviously then comes down to discipline. If we can keep penalties to anything under, you know, anything sort of 10 or under, and you're in with a real shout of, of winning a game. So that's that will be our aim. And like I said, Cape Town Stadium, never, we played there last year and it was, again, really soulless without a crowd. So hopefully... Capacity crowd in, everything on the line will be a great occasion. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Best of luck to Wales out in South Africa. It was a disappointing end for Wales under 20s, though, also against South Africa, this time in the final of the Six Nations Summer Series. Graham Gillespie was out with the 20 squad in Italy and he spoke to centre Joe Westwood as well as captain Joe Hawkins and first coach Byron Hayward. Byron, uh, obviously not the way that you would have liked to finish the tournament, 47-27. Yeah, very disappointing because I thought we'd have been this closer game obviously but um, we, we spoke half time and really got blown away in the first half and they had a very physical, very powerful team. And we struggled to contain them defensively and, you know, once they got momentum and they got on the front foot, very, very powerful sign as they proved. I think they've scored 40 points in every game they've played, so... Yeah, 26-3 at half-time. The boys certainly faced a huge challenge in the second half, but you must be proud of the way they came back and scored four tries for themselves. 
Yeah, yeah, I am because we spoke half time about you know we didn't fire any shots at all, and we, you know we spoke about just you know when you come off here 40 minutes time, let's make sure we've had a go and we tried. So you know to come back where we did and we put some points on the board, uh, that's pleasing. But there's obviously still a lot to learn when you look at you know this team is probably in the top one or two in the world. Uh, so we're still quite a way off that at the moment, but um, yeah, it was pleasing and just a disappointing end to what's been a good three weeks. Yeah, so how do you look back over the last three weeks then? Because obviously you won three games out of four, uh, which is probably more than what some people would have thought after the Six Nations that we had. Oh yeah, we've, we've come a long way. Um, the boys were much better uh, physical condition coming out here. We had a good training camp before we came. Uh, and the boys played some real good rugby at times. And um, you know, I think just this game was maybe a step too far. I think if we played any other team in the tournament, we probably would have been yeah. on level pegging with anyone else. Um, you know, we've seen Italy has beaten England today. So it was just um, a little bit disappointing in the way it finished. But, you know, I'm full of um, praise for the boys because they have given it 100% against a better team. You've often talked about the journey this year. Some of these boys have been on a big journey considering where they were in the Six Nations. So a lot of them are coming back next year. Does that give you, you know, optimism that next year could be a totally different year as opposed to this year in the Six Nations? Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. The boys have had the challenge they've had to go through this year, going into a Six Nations on the back of playing zero rugby because of COVID restrictions, etc. That won't be the case this year. So we'll certainly be in a different place next year come Six Nations time. We'll be better prepared. Um, and hopefully the boys will be playing rugby before then as well so uh, it's always a bonus well that's the main thing the main yeah. thing for these boys at this age is they're on the field playing rugby and I always say experience is the best teacher and unless you're playing rugby you can't learn so uh, as a coach have you learned anything uh, you know coaching wise over the past six or seven months always learning yeah, yeah. every day is a school day well I always have a mindset to learn you have a growth yeah. mindset you always learn something uh, and we learned something tonight from South Africa that's for sure they're a very direct powerful team mm. and if you win game line and you get a quick speed of ball it's very difficult to defend against yeah. as we've seen tonight they weren't short of class behind the pack either were they no, I was really impressed with the 10 uh, yeah. even off injured but you know, I know he's played to the Stormers and uh, he's a future springbok for sure there's no doubt about that yeah. and what about the boys who won't be coming back you know they've, they've finished their journey at uh, age grade level uh, are you expecting any of them to kick on Oh yeah, you'll see no end of players. I think from this team, come through and play for Wales and be top-class professional players. You know, you look at Joe and Dav, Dav Jenkins. Um, I thought they were outstanding tonight. Then and Mason Grady as well. He, you know, they struggled to handle Mason when he had the ball yeah. tonight. We just couldn't put him into space and not often enough. Yeah, and he but, took Madison to his own hand on one occasion and scored a wonder try, didn't he? Yes, exactly. And that's what they kept well. So you can see these boys on the international stage in the future, no doubt about that. And, and those boys competed tonight. Yeah. So looking forward to having a break and then coming back uh, for next year then? Yeah, certainly. Uh, go home now, reflect, uh, take our learnings from this and um, yeah, come back next year and hopefully be better. Joe, that's obviously not the way that you would have liked to finish the tournament. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously just one step too far. You know, on the journey with the boys. I think going into the game, you know, we were confident after coming off three good wins. But just the power of the staffers probably just let their big runners get into the game too much in the first half, let ourselves too much to do going into that second 40 and, you know, we couldn't bring the score back. Yeah, you're facing a huge mountain to climb at half-time, 26-3 down, but you must be pretty pleased the way that you came back and scored four tries in the second half. Yeah, you know, we've shown all the way through the competition, the character that the team have got. You know, that was no different today. You know, obviously we left ourselves too much to do and no amount of, you know, character or whatever is going to bring the scoreline back. 
But I think, you know, I'm still proud of the boys, the effort they've put in over the last four games and in that second 40. So, you know, we can be proud of the, of the competition we've just been through. And you probably scored the try of the match with Mason's try starting from uh, deep inside your own 22. You must be pretty pleased with the way that came about. Yeah, no, 100%. It's just a pity that, you know, we only do that when we're forced to do it yeah. on the scoreboard, you know? Like, what's got us to the final is the way we play and throw the ball about. We probably went away, away from that a little bit tonight. But credit to South Africa, they forced us to go away from that. You know, the way they defended and, you know, slowed our ball down. But, you know, like I said, when we play, that's when we're at our best and we couldn't do that enough tonight. They weren't short of class behind the pack, though, were they, to be fair? No, you know, they had a few, well, you know, they're all top athletes, sharp, sharp uh, backline and a few, you know, sharp boys and fours, big boys. Um, and we just couldn't, couldn't stop their momentum once they got going. And, you know, it's always tough them playing off the back foot in attack and defence. So can you just recap the whole journey since the Six Nations? You've obviously been here all the way through. Um, obviously, disappointing way to finish tonight, but how's the whole journey been for the group, do you think? this? Uh, there's been huge growth in the group um, coming from the Six Nations. Um, boys who obviously like debuted in the Six Nations coming to now have improved like so much. You know, no one would have thought we'd be playing in the you know, one and two playoff coming into this, this competition, judging off the Six Nations, but it just shows the growth of the squad, the effort that's been put on off the field, that you know we've been able to put out good performances and get to the final. Like I said, one step too far for us, but it's been a hell of a journey with a you know, great group of boys and you know, couldn't have asked for more from them. And a lot of boys will be coming back next year, so this has got to stand them in a good stead, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. You know, loads of boys will be coming back to play in this 20 side again next year and the experience they'll take from this will be immense for them. And, you know, hopefully they can go on and have a successful Six Nations and World Cup, whatever it is next year. And will you be following their progress? Yeah, 100%. You know, obviously it's a tight group of boys here. So all the young boys who are still got a couple of years or one year left to go always be, you know, keeping an eye on, on how they're doing and how Wales in the 20s will be doing. Joe Westwood, see, not the way that you would have wanted to finish the tournament. Yeah, that, the way the tournament went, we probably could have gone for a better ending than that. But I think we still got to be proud of ourselves from where we've coming from the Six Nations uh, they're obviously South Africa a very strong side obviously they're world giants really but yeah I think we can take a lot of confidence especially from the second half yeah four second half tries it speaks a lie and you scored one yourself oh yeah, yeah I got over so but uh, <laughs> yeah we were a bit braver with our decisions uh, I think we tried a bit more with the ball but uh, so uh, talk us through your own journey this year because you've obviously been involved in the Six Nations and this how do you think you as you yourself have developed and how has the group developed yeah it's been good for me personally um, I've been uh, on the bench mainly because the two centres at the moment are very established they're both uh, pro players and playing the pro game but I can take a lot from it being around them in training obviously learning off them and then playing alongside Joe and uh, Mason is also a yeah. positive so. I've been around uh, the 20s for a while it seems to be the best vibe that I've seen for a number of years would that be a fair thing to say? yeah it's, it's definitely we've definitely grown as a group Six Nations I say it. We've, we've stepped massively up especially with, uh, with the morale around the group and uh, the way we feel going into games and I think uh, where we've developed as a pack has given us a lot of confidence as well going forward so how do you feel then? Has this been a good uh, breeding ground, if you like, look, looking ahead to next year? Because obviously you want to push on yeah, and yeah, maybe get a starting spot. Yeah, a lot like rest of our back end, really. We, we got next year, so uh, obviously playing with older boys is you can take a lot from it, and hopefully uh, we can become probably leaders next year in the group. So uh, I think we're all looking forward to the challenge next year, especially with the World Cup. So obviously you've been behind uh, Mason Grady and Joe yeah. Hawkins. They're two very good players. Have you picked up anything from them that might help you moving forward? Yeah, definitely. Um, just the way they play, really, and how they how they work defensively. Just being around them really is all, and how, how professional they are, which is uh, mm. which is top. Really, I think, so.
Okay, so overall, how do you uh, sum up this uh, last two or three weeks out here? Uh, so I've enjoyed it thoroughly, really. Um, first of all, I weren't planning on coming away, but uh, it's been a great. And so plenty to look forward to from the 20s next season. Plenty to look forward to for Wales women now as they prepare for the World Cup as professionals. For Kayleigh Powell, that's meant to step up from part-time to full-time. She spoke to Liz Jones. Kayleigh, congratulations. Go from part-time to full-time contract. Can you sum up what that means to you? Uh, thank you, firstly. Yeah, it is amazing to be offered a full-time contract. Obviously, I spoke before in January um, when I got the part-time one and spoke that obviously it's always been a dream to be a professional rugby player and to finally get here is is something I've only always ever dreamed about and growing up it was never a thing whereas now it's obviously reality and, and I'm in it so I'm over the moon to have got um, a contract even if it is for six months obviously now it's just to work hard have a good World Cup and then put myself in the best place for, for next year um, and see where it goes from there. And you missed a lot of last year through injury. You weren't kind of considered around the time of the first contracts were offered, but you've fought your way back to get a retainer contract. And now this, you know, is a big turnaround. Yeah, definitely. Like last year, I probably was just injured for the majority of it. So I thought I'd missed the boat, but obviously I hadn't missed the boat at all. Yeah, I haven't had as long experience, but... Definitely going to take my opportunity now, having been through all of that. It's just great to be in this position now and and I've had to work so hard to get you, um, as has everyone, um, but mine's just been a little bit of a different route to get you. How much of a difference do you think this is going to make to you? Because um, even with a part-time contract, you, know, you were working as well for the rest of the week. So to be able to train now with the whole squad day in, day out, the only way is that from here... Yeah, absolutely. Like before it was really challenging. Like it actually was harder going part time because I had to still focus on my job and I wanted to do my best in my job with Ospreys and Community because to see that I love that job and to, to get children into sport was my role and into rugby, obviously, in particular. Um, so I wanted to give them the best opportunities. And then obviously I also wanted to give myself the best opportunity to do well playing for my country and put everything into it and and it was hard it was really tough to do give everything to both so now to finally be able to just give everything to rugby is going to make my life so much easier and hopefully it's going to make my performance go through the roof and and get me to where I want to be but is it uh, also a case that like, there's no excuses now you do need to focus on that and is there any more pressure or is there something you're just going to relish yeah definitely there's a little bit more pressure but I tend to like that little bit of pressure and I like the fact that I can't hide from anything now, whereas potentially before, maybe if I was a little bit tired, I would go, ah, oh, maybe I'll just do it tomorrow or whatever. But now there, there is absolutely no excuses and I'm, I'm glad of that because I never obviously wanted them excuses in the first place. And I guess they weren't really excuses, but reasons to prioritise something else instead. So yeah, it, it absolutely is pressure, but it's good pressure and, and we're in performance. So we know that the pressure comes with everything, um, but it's how you grow with that. And I'd like to think I'm, I'd like to do that. And things have started well this week with pre-season. Are expecting uh, to push yourselves hard over the next couple of months? Yeah, absolutely. Like, the training's been um, savage, probably, is the best way to describe it. Um, but it's definitely massive work on for myself. Like, coming out of the Six Nations, obviously, being injured for so long last year, my fitness obviously dipped, and, and now I just want to get back up to my peak performance, really, and, and being fit to, to continue to be involved as much as I can in the game and just put myself in the best possible place to, to be able to play my rugby 
and be fit enough to do it and strong enough to keep going and getting better and what does it mean to your family you know like who did you tell how happy are they for you yeah it is massive my family and friends like there's been lots of people who have supported me across the way and and especially my parents in particular um growing up taking me to all them training sessions and I remember once I had to beg them to take me to a training session because I loved it so much even though it was hammering down with rain and they came along and, and did that for me so it does mean a, a massive lot to all of us um to obviously get where, where I am now. And in another boost for the women's game, coach Joan Cunningham has signed a contract extension through to the next World Cup in 2025. Yeah, delighted to stay on, work with this group. I love working with the players and the staff. They're excellent and that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to stay. And I'm also excited by you know, what we can achieve as a group and keep growing and hopefully get some more success in the future. And from your point of view of chasing that success, how important is the other news that suddenly you're going to have a pretty much full-time squad to work with? It's fantastic. Opportunity to, to work with these players on a daily basis, grow our connections, relationships. That's what it's about, uh, spending time together and ultimately get better. That's the programme we put in place and hopefully we'll get, get a return from that uh, hard work over the next few weeks. I guess you'd have been pushing for it. You'd be delighted to see it. How hard a process was it to make those changes? It was great working with Nigel, uh, just, just constantly looking at options, how we work, what, we, what could we do and putting a model in place and, and I'm, I'm really chuffed that we've, we've been able to do it, you know, um, to give us the best chance to be as successful as we can in the World Cup. All the other nations are raising the bar, you know, it's important that we stay with them and, and if anything, get ahead of them hopefully as we progress through this programme. This process started at the end of last year, then really kicked off in January. What changes did you see? You saw it statistically, you saw some improvements on the pitch with the players that were professional and how confident are you that broadening it's going to make a difference? I think it'll make a massive difference, uh, that's my personal opinion, just having spent time with the players on a daily basis from January, just seeing their understanding of, of setting up a performance week, for example, and, and the little things you have to do, the unseen things that most people think, oh, you're just on the field doing training or you're in the gym, it's the other bits that makes the big difference. And um, the girls, fair play to them, they bought into it and we made big strides and I'm excited by the difference we can make in the next two to three months. We know the weights are personal best. I'm sure the bleak tests are better than they've ever been, all the rest of it. But can you give any examples people wouldn't know about, about, tell you what, that wouldn't have happened without these changes? There's a, well, obviously a couple of things, as in girls now being confident to deliver on an aspect of the game that they own. Speaking up in a meeting, driving standards, which people obviously might not see because they see the output on, on the field. Some girls are happy to kick the ball now, where in the past they would have run. So we're growing their skills in the conference to be a triple threat rather than maybe a single threat. So those type of things, uh, I think, have been evidence of the programme. From what you saw during the Six Nations, with the two good wins to start and then two tough games and the final one against Italy that could have gone either way, is it those small margins for games like the Italy game? Is that where we'll see the first changes, do you think? Hopefully, uh, you know... we. From our perspective, we felt that the Italian game was one that got away. You know, our first half we were something like eighty percent possession, seventy percent territory, and we didn't score a point. So we have to be critical on ourselves and go. We had them there for that period where we could have put two or three tries away, and we didn't. So really making those changes and being clinical in those times and field positions is going to be critical, and that's where we put the work in when we spend time together now, which will help us towards the World Cup, which is vital. But then as, as the momentum swung, if you think back to the game, we gave two yellow cards away then and then the momentum swung in Italy back in the game. So uh, when we got a team on the hook, we've got, to, we've got to pull them in really. So just talk through the process now through to the World Cup. This is the first week 
of uh, pre-season, if you like. The next month or so is going to be classic pre-season training, I guess. And then you've got a couple of warm-up games and then it's New Zealand. Talk us through the next few weeks, couple of months. Yeah, so July is, we put a mindset in place for July that um, uh, everyone's in all of the time, as in it's going to be tough. We're in the trench, we work together, we can push ourselves further than we thought we could have and growing that mental resilience, that's what July is. August then we switch into more of a rugby mode with Canada as a first warm-up game and then tweaking some of those areas that we wanted to improve on from the Six Nations. And then when we come back, we've got a real lovely game against England, which we can't wait to play in September. And then we're off, you know, we're off to the World Cup. So the foundation is put in place now, then we'll chip away at the tactical stuff a bit closer to, to the Canada game. When you look at that World Cup group, does it not look quite as scary as maybe it did a, a year ago? It's an exciting group for me, in my opinion. It's a tough one. You know, Black Ferns in their backyard, they've just uh, won the pack four. You know, they were pretty impressive. Their try count was through the roof compared to the other teams. So, they're obviously a dangerous team. And, you know, the Wallaroos as well, you know, they, from the footage I saw, they're pretty, pretty good up front. So, it's going to be a challenge for us. But we're excited and we're also confident that they're now playing a group and, and uh, the preparation we put in, that we can really put a challenge in that group this October. But a year ago, people would have looked at that group and thought, well, no chance. Now, suddenly, there's a bit of pressure, I suppose. Um, yeah, but that's part of it, isn't it? You've got to embrace it. Uh, that's the important thing. But I think it all starts with our first game. With Scotland, uh, we know each other fairly well. We played in the Six Nations. They're improving. They've got quality team, well coached. So that, that is the, the big game for me. They've got to start well in these tournaments. And just finally, going back to the beginning, really, in the contract, you were coaching the 20s this time last year. Then it was a short-term appointment. You would have been looking further forward in a few weeks. Then it was a little bit longer and then it was through to the World Cup. But suddenly now, are you looking at the women's programme? And I don't know when you get time to do this in the next couple of months, but thinking, right, we need to put three-year plans in place. We need to identify the 17-year-olds who are going to be coming in before my time's finished. How much of a change does this appointment make to your perspective on it? Yeah, 100% that. Um, working, I'm going to be working closely with Lisa Burgess over the next few years, really, growing that depth giving our depth chart and players that are going to come through uh, in the next two to three years with the 18 pathway, the, the 20s programme. So it's a natural process as a coach. You, you would sit down and go, right, what's our starting team in, in the next World Cup? What's it look like? And then we work back from there, and that's the exciting bit. And just really looking forward to being part of that. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. All eyes on Cape Town over the weekend with more history beckoning. Plenty to report back on next week, but until then, goodbye.